You are worthy, Lord. We praise you right now. Oh, Lord, we give you thanks right now for everything that you're doing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, Lord, and you are worthy, Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. I like what I feel in here tonight. Amen. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bible with you tonight, I would like to turn your attention to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah. We're going to look at chapter 55. Amen. Thank you. Chapter 55, and we want to look at verse number 6. Right, and it reads, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in thine, in the thing whereto I send it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace, the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you and into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorns shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briars shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name. For an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. All right? All right. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. Lord knows what he's doing. And he gives us a chance right now to have understanding of his word. And I was reading this this afternoon. And I begin to read about how the scripture says here that my thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways, they are not your ways. And I understand that in life, sometimes what we think is not always what God thinks. And the way that God has made for us in our life, we need to trust in that way He is making and that He is set up. I look in the scripture of how there are times when uh, men thought that they knew what they were going to do and how God arranged it differently. I was reading this afternoon about Gideon, and he went to go to battle, and he had his army there, and he is getting ready to go. and do what the Lord had told him to do, and the Lord told him to ask the men of 
those that were scared and wanted to go home, he told them to go home. <laughs> and so the, the scripture shows that the majority of them left and went home. And then he took them to some water and told them to get a drink of water. And he told them the ones that took a drink a certain way, he said, keep them. And the rest of them, tell them to go home. And so it came down to just being 300 men. And the scripture says they went to, they looked at the army they're going to go against, and it was a, a multitude of people. And in, in Gideon's eyes, you could see where he would be a little fearful there. And here he thought he was prepared for the battle, and he had everything in line and everything in place, and everything's going to go just like this, and everything's going to be great. God's going to bring victory in the, in the life here, and everything's going to be wonderful. And then God had a, another plan of how it was going to go. Because the scripture said that, that if it goes like this, then no one's going to see that I'm the one that's doing it. And you need to understand here that I'm the one that's in control. And when I'm in control, you've got to have faith and you've got to trust and you've got to believe that I know what I'm doing. And so it shows us that when we think that we have got it together, we think this is the way it's going to be. Sometimes God is going to show us, hey, I know what's best in this situation, so you best pay attention here to what I'm going to do. Because this is not about us. It's about Him receiving the glory here. It's about us being a light into a dark place. Amen. And if it means that I've got to have a good night of prayer to get my mind to the place that's what it means if it means me saying lord i don't understand but i know what your word says so i'm going to trust in your word because i know that you're not going to leave me nor forsake me so that means you know what you're doing and so we see people sometimes that come to god and they have this same kind of an attitude and they feel that uh, i've got it figured out i know what i'm doing uh, I've been taught this, I know this, uh, and what you're showing me here, it's different, and, and it doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't see where these things are necessary. But of course, there again, that goes back to sometimes what we think, and it goes back to our thoughts. And when we come to God, especially when it's concerning salvation or any matter for that much, it does not matter what we think. We want to make sure we're finding out what the Scripture saith unto us. That we are lining up word for word here, making sure that we are ready and prepared to stand in His presence. So I see where people came and, and the apostles began to preach the word and they did not like the message. They, they began to say, this is not what we know. This is different. This is, this is not what we've been taught before. And, and they said, well, I said, well, this is with the fulfilling of the law here. This is, this is it. This is what the prophets of old look forward to. And here is the fulfilling of it, and you don't want to accept it. Why? Well, because it's not what you're used to. Well, the Scripture speaks of Nicodemus when he came to Jesus. And here Nicodemus, the Scripture said, was a, a ruler of the Jews. He knew the law. He was a teacher of that. He had understanding of the scriptures. And here he came to Jesus and said, these things that you do, uh, uh, th th these aren't possible for some man to do these things. I, I know that, there are, that, that you have come down, and I know that you have got something going on here. Please tell me what I need to do here. Because I see that this is not something that I know. I see that this uh, you cannot deny the Holy Ghost here. You can't deny the power of God and the way that God works in your life. You can deny a lot of things, but you cannot deny the feeling that you have in your heart and the way that God calls you and pulls on your heart. You can't deny that. 
And if you deny that, then you're lying to yourself. And Nicodemus, he came to Jesus. Scripture said he came by night. And so that means he did not want people to see him come to Jesus. That means he did not want his, his buddies to say, hey, what are you doing? But he came and he asked him, what must I do? And Jesus said, you must be born of the water and you must be born of the Spirit or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And of course, Nicodemus replied, well, how, how can I be born when I'm old? Can I enter into my, my mother's room a second time and be born? He said, no, no, no. He said, you, you got to understand here again what I'm trying to show you here. See, you're thinking natural here, and I'm trying to show you something that's spiritual here. I'm trying to show you this is not of this world or the things of this world. This is something much higher than that. This is something much better than that. Okay? And so he said, no, you need to be born of the water, and you need to be born of the Spirit, and you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, and you need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking of the language as God gives us the utterance or ability to do so. And it shows us that in the book of Acts, chapter 2, and verse 38. And we see the fulfillment of how we are to be born again, how we are to prepare our heart to be able and ready to stand in His presence. Okay? And so we take the Word of God, and we see what it says. You cannot deny what the Word of God says. It tells you right there in your Bible how to be baptized. It tells you if you're not baptized that you're not going to be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So that's pretty much common sense there that there is no other way to do it. And then you keep reading, you're going to find out that they never baptized any other way besides in Jesus' name. But the scripture says there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. See, these words that he uses here they are must and they are cannot. These are not words that there is fluctuation. They're not words that mean that it's a maybe or an if. That's not the way he words it. It's a must. That means it's something that has to be done in order to receive what you're looking for. It doesn't say if you find it in your heart and it lines up with what you think, then you need to be baptized. It doesn't say that. It says if you want to go to heaven, you must be born of the water and you must be born of the spirit and then he said it in the next verse marvel not that i say this to you <laughs> don't don't be <laughs> oh, uh, don't be you know confused here don't be wondering here just you know get to what i'm saying here and apply it to your heart that it can be fulfilled that you will be able to enter in and see you will find that the scripture goes hand in hand every part of it all the way from Genesis to Revelation it all goes together it all works together it all is showing us the same message it's all showing us the same way to do things all the way back to Noah and, and then you get into Moses it shows us the example again of how we need to be baptized and led of the spirit the scripture says that when Moses had called them out of Egypt the scripture says that they were led by a pillar of cloud by night a day and a pillar of fire by night it was the spirit leading them and guiding them and directing them and calling them and placing them in the direction they need to go in. And the scripture says they came to the Red Sea. The Bible says that Egypt and Pharaoh were behind them. And the Bible says that Moses stretched out the rod at part of the Red Sea and they began to walk across on dry ground. The Bible says that Pharaoh and his army, they tried to do the same thing, but as they went in, the water crashed down on top of them and buried them in the water. Now, what does that sound like? The scripture says that when we are baptized in Jesus' name, that we are buried with him in baptism 
And so you see that when they got to the other side of the Red Sea, when Moses stretched back his rod and the water came on top of them, buried them, then you have to understand the illustration here is that Egypt was a sign of bondage and sin. And they were called out of that. And now their past was buried in the water. And now they're on the other side. Now they've got a new way. They've got a new walk. And all their past is gone. Amen. So it shows us that when we are baptized in Jesus' name, the Scripture says when we come out of that water, we are a brand new creature. All of our past, all of our wickedness, every thought, every action, everything that we've done is buried in that water. And so now we have a new start. We have a new beginning. We have a new chance. And all those things that used to have us bound up, all those things that used to bother us, all those things that distracted us, all those things, they're buried in baptism. And now we've got a new beginning. And the Scripture says that when they got to the side and they saw everything that God done, they built an altar there, and they begin to praise God, begin to worship Him, they begin to show Him, thank you for calling us out. Thank you for delivering us from all these things. Thank you for all these wonderful things that you are doing for us here. Okay? I don't want to forget where he's called me out of. I don't want to forget the, my past and, and, and the things that he has separated me from and the freeness that he has given me now because I remember what sin was. I remember what bondage was. I remember what that was. It was not fun. It was miserable. And the way the devil works in your heart and stirs up emotions and, and, and brings fear and brings all this stuff in your heart, but God removes all that when you're baptized in Jesus' name. He gives you a brand new start. And it's better than being a brand new baby because the scripture says that when you are born, you're born in sin, the shape of iniquity. And it says that all have sinned and come short of his glory. So that means it how, no, no matter how cute that little baby is, they have sinned. Okay, so they have a responsibility then when they get older to realize they have sinned and that they need to have their sin covered by the blood. The Bible says without the shedding of blood that there is no remission of sin. No remission. But we know that Jesus died on Calvary. And that he shed his blood for our sin. And so that's why we are baptized in Jesus' name. We want that name applied to our life. For we can have forgiveness of all of our sin. Amen. I, I like that. I like a new start. I like a new beginning. I like to know that, <laughs> that all of my past is not going to be brought to remembrance and held against me any longer. Because I've got his blood applied to my life. The scripture says that I now have a new name. He has he is re-brought me into a newness. He's given me everything brand new. And I like that because now I can make it. Now I have opportunity. Now I have faith. Now I have strength. Now I have joy. Now I have peace. Now I have happiness. Now I have the gift of the spirit now. Amen. That's, that's how things work out to the good now. That's how you get things going in the right direction. When you turn away from sin, you turn away from bondage, you turn away from the past, you turn away from those things, and you start going in the direction that God is calling us into. Amen. The scripture says, we read tonight, it says you need to find this out while you can. You need to apply it. You need to see it. And then it goes on, it says that, that after this message will come into your heart, that God is going to make a way. And where it was a 
bad place. Now he's going to make it a good place. And, and now things are going to start going in the direction it needs to go. Now things are going to start working the way they're supposed to work in your life. And, and it says, then it says, for his name's sake, he's going to establish that. And it's not going to be cut off. It's not going to be cut short. So when you take his name upon your heart and you apply it, he's going to establish you in something that is not going to be moved or shaken. He's going to give you hope. He's going to give you a new beginning here. I want a new beginning. I don't want the old nature. The scripture says in this, this flesh dwells no good thing. There isn't a good thing about us in this flesh. Nothing. Nothing. So you take the nicest person you can think of and realize if they don't have the Holy Ghost, they have no good thing in them. It doesn't matter how many good deeds you do. It does not matter. What matters is when you repent of your sins and you acknowledge the fact that God is the one on the throne and you acknowledge the fact that He's the one that's in control, now you're getting somewhere. <laughs> when you start to realize what this is all about, the Bible says He's made us to be a worshiper to Him. He's made us to serve Him. And when you realize that, you get things in perspective and you start seeing His ways. And the Scripture says, we read, says His thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. And so we have to acknowledge that, that, hey, I don't want my ways. I don't want my thoughts. I want what the Scripture says. I want what His Word is showing me. I want to draw nigh to this Word. I want to open my heart to this Word. I want to work in me the way it wants to work. He wants to do a work in our life if we will let Him do it. He wants to. The Scripture says that you ask and you shall receive knock and it will be open to you so he's telling us that we the scripture says, without faith it's impossible to please him so we come and we believe and we acknowledge here lord I, I see your word i see what you're showing me i see what i need to do i'm believing your word i'm trusting your word here i want to apply it to my heart i want to turn away from my thinking and my way and my my ideas here and i want to put my faith in you my trust in you that i can believe in your word that apply it to my heart that i will be able to have victory that i'll be able to live above sin above this world that i'll be able to enter into heaven i want to go to heaven i want to enter into that rest that he has for me and i understand that if i go my way i cannot enter in if i do what i think i cannot but if i apply his word and i have faith and i trust and i believe and i say lord i need you show me lead me guide me that he's going to open a way for me the scripture says how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation See, he is showing us time and time again. Another place it says, awake out of sleep. What, what are you waiting on? What, what's the problem? What's hindering you? What's holding you back? What's stopping you from receiving a blessing in your life? What's stopping you? Besides fear. Besides doubt. Besides unknowing. Okay? Faith is something, of course, the Scripture says that uh, we were to walk by faith and not by sight. But also it, it shows us it's testing us to see what we're going to do. We all have a chance and we all have an opportunity to do whatever we want to do. Nobody makes us do anything and no one's holding us to doing anything. But we acknowledge through faith that we need a change. We acknowledge through faith that 
the way that we do things, it's not according to the Scripture sometimes. And so I, again, want to go back to the Word. I, again, want to make sure that I'm not going off of what Grandma said, that I'm not going off what Grandpa said, that I'm not going off of what Mom said or Dad said, but that I'm going off the Word of God, making sure here that I'm not bringing in my own religion here, but that I'm making sure I'm applying exactly what the Word says. Amen. And the Word shows us. If we are not baptized in Jesus' name, and we do not receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in another language, and we do not repent of our sins, that we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Cannot. It's that simple. It's, 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 it's just that simple. And see, the devil wants to take that and turn it and twist it and make it into all these different things when all you have to do is simply apply that message to your heart. That's it. That's all it is. Repenting, being baptized, receive the Holy Ghost. You apply that message, and God is going to do great things in your life. You apply it just that way, and you trust in His Word. You cannot, the Scripture, I have not seen it nor ear, that you can't imagine here what God is going to do. Because where you see something, oh, this can't work. Oh, this isn't going to happen. Oh, 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 that's exactly right. That's what God wants you to see, that this can't happen, and this can't work, and, and these things aren't going to go there. But that's what, again, you have to see that, for you will acknowledge, hey, I can't control things. I can't do things on my own. I can't figure this out. So exactly, again, you're starting here to realize, I need some help. I need some help that's higher than me. I need some ways here that are not my ways. I need thoughts here that are not my thoughts, because my my thoughts are getting me in the wrong situation. My ideas here are not getting me in the right place. So I need some new thoughts. I need some new direction. I need a fresh anointing here. Amen. Amen. I need some new thoughts. The scripture says that when, when God called Moses... Moses got scared. Because <laughs> here there's this burning bush in front of him and it's not being consumed and a voice is coming out of it and, and he begins to give him instruction what he needs to do and <laughs> he's like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> uh, uh, and then, then he hears the instruction. He's like, oh, I, 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 got, I got speech problems. Lord. I, I can't do this. <laughs> who, do, who do you think you are calling me out here? Who, what, what am I? So, of course, here comes the flesh, right? Coming with excuses, coming with reasons why it can't happen. Oh, well, oh, well okay, well, then I'm going to send you him. And you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this. And here, stick your hand inside your bosom and pull it out. And, and you take your rod, you're going to throw it down the ground. And begin to show him these miracles. And see, you can't deny that when God's doing these miracles in front of your eyes. But yet his flesh is saying, Oh, I, I, I can't, I can't because it's not what I'm used to. It's not the way it's been before, so I, I don't know what to do. You've got to have faith. You've got to understand. This thing ain't sometimes what you're used to. And see, that's the, that's the greatest thing about it because it's not going to get you in the same situations that you're used to getting into. You're used to having dead ends. You're used to things falling apart. You're used to things not working out. But with God, everything works out. Everything comes together. Everything's in place. But in order to obtain that, you've got to have faith. And when it comes and says, I'm not, uh oh, this is weird. Well, then you say, hey, that's okay, because I need a change. 
And so, of course, it's going to seem weird. If you've always gone the same direction all of your life, and you've only gone that direction, and you start going a different way, you're going to be lost. You're not going to know what you're doing. That's the whole idea. You've got to depend on Him for direction. Our path is always going to take us to the same old place. And it's got all of it has the same ending, and it ain't a good one. But when you see, hear, hey, I need a change. I've got sin in my heart. I don't want sin in my heart because the Scripture says if I have sin in my heart that I'm not going to be able to see him. I'm not going to be able to live with him for eternity. So I, I don't want the sin. So in order to get rid of the sin, I need his blood. And so in order to get his blood, I'm going to get baptized in his name. When I get baptized in his name, I'm going to repent of my sins. When I repent of my sins and get baptized in his name, he's going to promise me the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when he gives me the Holy Ghost, the Bible says it's going to be joy unspeakable. The one right says it's like fire shut up in my bones. And so, see, I've got things to look forward to here. And though I'm not looking by what I think, I'm looking by faith that, Lord, I need a change. Lord, I don't like my direction. I don't like the things going on, but I know with you, everything's going to come together. Everything's going to be right. And you've got everything in control, and I'm trusting your word. I'm depending on your word. I'm leaning on to you and nothing else. I'm not looking for anything else. Because I know that right here, in his atmosphere, the Bible says that there is joy. I want joy. I want peace. I want that. I want happiness. I don't want this world's joy. And I don't want the pleasures of this world. Because the scripture says they're just for a season. And they run out, and then you have nothing. But with him, he doesn't—he never runs out. You've got to end the supply of joy here tonight if you'll just trust in the Lord. If you'll just turn it over to him and say, again, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I'm losing my mind here, but you're going to give me a sound mind. You're going to give me some good Holy Ghost thoughts here that are going to help me out and help me make the right decision, help me do the things I need to do and not the things that I want to do. I don't want my thoughts. I want his thoughts. It only makes sense. If you have a chance for a, a, a Volkswagen or a Rolls Royce, you're going to choose the Rolls Royce because it just makes sense, right? Well, it's the same thing. You can have the things of this world, which the scripture said you can gain this whole world and lose your soul. What, what do you profit here? You profit nothing. But the, the Bible says you don't mind anything for this life. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't, don't think anything about that. The Scripture says here, you let the dead bury the dead. You let the things of this world take care of the things of this world. You get your heart on what's important here. You get your mind here zoomed in on what the Scripture is showing you. To worry, to not, not to worry about what's going on here because, hey, it's going to take care of itself. But your soul is something that you need to take care of right now. Amen. I don't want to be caught off guard. The Scripture says that there was... Ten virgins, five wise and five foolish. And they all had the same understanding. They all had the same opportunity. But the foolish thought that I, I have another chance. I, ha I have another night. I can go do my thing. I can, I, can, I can get by a few more years here. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then what? The bridegroom came? No, let's have some of your own. No, 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 no. Now you ain't getting on my oil here. Or you, you ain't stepping in on my relationship. You're not stepping in my room. Because I'm serving God. I've been preparing my life. I've been centering here my mind on what's important. I've been looking forward to him coming here. I'm not, I'm not trying to skins here. I'm not trying to squeeze anything else. And I'm just sitting here preparing, making ready my heart. I'm not being foolish with what God gave me. I'm not wasting this precious oil or this anointing that God's given me on the things of this world. And the cares, again, of this life and what I think. 
I'm pouring it all in right here. It's all right here. And I'm making it known to him right now. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need your strength. I need your direction. I need your thoughts right now. All right, let's worship him all over this house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't want to talk myself out of a blessing. I don't want to rob myself of something that God wants to give me because of what I think. I just want, I want to trust Him. I want to trust Him. You can feel the Lord pulling on your heart right now. You know where you're at. You know the situations going on in your life. We all have situations. And if you say you don't have a problem, then you're lying to yourself. We all have situations. We all need his help right now. And I don't want to ignore the call that God's placing right now. And I don't want to push it off and and just ignore it, but I want to open up and yield myself to it right now. If you yield yourself to the Holy Ghost, he's going to touch you. He's going to give you strength. He's going to give you what you have need of right now. But if you hold back and you're doubtful and you're scared and you say, oh, no. This is a little odd to me. I don't know if I can do this. Well, guess what? He can't do anything with that. But you just press through your mind and your emotions and your thinking and say, in the front of this church right now, there's a blessing for me. And I need that blessing. I need that touch. I need that strength in that direction. And I'm not going to let any devil stand in my way from receiving what I need right now. Not what I need later, but right now. When the lady with the issue of blood finally made her mind up that this world can't take care of her any longer, and there ain't no doctor that can heal her, and there ain't no medicine out there to fix her problem, then it didn't matter who was in her way. She was running through the crowd, knocking people down, whatever it took, because she knew, I've got to get a hold of him right now. I've got to get a hold of him. Nothing else is taking care of it, so I'm going to go to the source. I'm going to go to the one that can take care of it. So right now, spiritually there are things blocking, hindering, standing in your way. But by faith and determination here, you can press through all that stuff. And it's all you. It's all emotions. It's all feelings. And you press through all that and you say, Lord, I know what you've got for me. I know what your word has promised me. I understand here what the scripture is showing me. And I don't want to think my thoughts here. I want to think your thoughts. And your thoughts tell me that you've got a blessing for me. Your thoughts have told me and shown me that you're going to make a provision here. Your thoughts are showing me that, that it doesn't matter what I'm seeing. You've already got it in your hand. And you've got it under control. So I'm going to run up here. I'm going to put my hands up. I'm going to yield myself. And I'm going to get my blessing. <laughs> I'm going to get my blessing. I don't know what you've come to, but I have come to have church tonight. I've come to call out upon His name. I've come to worship Him. I've come to show Him, hey, I'm not just playing a game here. I mean this. I need your help. I need your strength. I need your touch right now. Hallelujah. Let's come and worship Him. Let's come and cry out to Him right now. Oh, Lord, You're worthy. You're worthy, Lord. We give You thanks and praise for everything that You're going to do right now. We Trust in the Lord. Oh, that heart.
trust in the Lord. Talk to the Lord, just talk to him. Tell him you want his help. Oh, here, here. 